Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Nancy Carnavale of Anna Shaw Children's Institute in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Carnavale. Thank you for having me. Dr. Carnavale is a board-certified developmental behavioral pediatrician and the medical director of Anna Shaw Children's Institute at 1201 Burleson Road behind Hamilton Medical Center in Dalton, Georgia. She specializes in attention disorders, autism spectrum disorders, behavioral and developmental challenges, and more. Dr. Carnavale graduated from Assumption College in Worcester, Massachusetts, attended medical school at Brown University in Rhode Island, and completed her residency in pediatrics at the University of Connecticut. She also completed her fellowship at Brown University and is board certified in neurodevelopmental disabilities. Dr. Carnavale, thank you so much for joining us again for the show. Thank you. You know, today we're going to be talking about the recently changed developmental pediatric milestones. I've read a little in the news about this, and I'm looking forward to learning more from you today. What are the milestones of development, and why are they important? So developmental milestones are the behaviors or skills that illustrate a child's growth in a number of areas. The milestones have been established based on what most children do at a certain age. Examples are the age at which a child smiles for the first time, maybe takes his steps, maybe says his first word. So children reach certain milestones in how they play, how they learn, how they speak, how they act, and how they move, such as crawling and walking. So a parent may ask me, my two-year-old is not walking. Is that normal? My nine-month-old is afraid when I leave the room. Is that normal? Oh, I understand. So uh, why did they decide to change these milestones? So the list of developmental milestones could really be confusing at times. Um, They also did not include a 15-month or 30-month mile set of milestones. Those are times that children do go in for well-child checks. We've been using the same list for years But um, with time, our understanding of how important it is to recognize a child's development has increased. So it was time to look at these milestones again. How did they decide what needed to be changed in the first place? So basically, the CDC convened a task force of the American Academy of Pediatrics to look at these. And that task force included pediatricians, specialized developmental pediatricians, psychologists, speech therapists, and they then reviewed the um, pediatric literature, pediatric testing materials, pediatric questionnaires, and the CDC milestones that were already in use. So what are the major changes So a significant change that a lot of people are talking about is the change in age on a milestone. So, for example, previous milestones were described as when 50% of children achieved that milestone. A milestone, you know, for example, maybe taking your first steps. And previously that had been a milestone that 50% of children achieved at a year of age. But that also means that 50% were not taking steps. So then parents might become worried, you know, their child had not achieved that. He's not walking. What's the problem? And pediatricians might kind of step back and say, don't worry about it. Only half the kids take steps in a year. Let's wait and see what happens. So they changed that milestone to occur really more when three quarters or 75% of children take steps on their own, which is more at 15 months. And that's, that's when children achieve that milestone. 
And that allowed for many other children then to kind of catch up or fall in that range. And then we only have 25% who are not achieving that milestone. So the pediatrician then can look at it a little bit more closely, figure out why, take a further history, do more screening or testing and needed instead of taking that kind of wait and see approach. Gotcha. Very interesting. What are some of the other changes? So um, as I said before, they needed to add some times, like 15 months and 30 month old, because we they go to the pediatrician at that point. They eliminated some language that was confusing. Like there was some language that would say, may take your first steps. Well, do they or do they not? And I think parents were really confused about that. They moved some milestones. They reduced the number on each list so it wasn't, again, as confusing. And they've spent a little bit more time on what they call social and cognitive skills. So it's easier for us to think about motor, you know, kind of the standing, walking, those kind of things. But we don't think as much about social and cognitive, which are just as important. So, you know, what is a child supposed to do socially? When do they play peekaboo? When do they play with friends? Or cognitive skills, such as coloring and drawing a person. They also eliminated crawling, as a lot of children actually never crawl. They just go right to walking. They also took away a box of things that parents should be concerned about. That kind of, again, was a little bit alarming to parents, just kind of, for example, be really concerned if your child does not have any words by two, and instead just kind of left that out and let um, the pediatrician discuss that milestone. I understand. So tell me about the open-ended questions that were added. Okay. So open-ended questions are questions that the pediatrician can just ask during a visit, like, what do you do with your child? What do you play? Is there anything about your child's behavior or development that concerns you? And this kind of gives parents opportunities to discuss their overall concerns. Sometimes parents are worried that they may be bringing up things that may be judged. And this kind of gives them an opportunity to speak with someone that they trust about their child's concerns. Well, you know, we are broadcasting on the radio, many radio stations, and also in a podcast that's going worldwide. So tell all the listeners what other things should they know. So basically, to look on that CDC website, it has a lot of information, and that's where they have the updated milestone list. It's in English and in Spanish, and there are also just some great developmental tips that are helpful for parents in learning how to improve their child's development and monitor the child's development. All great information to know. And before you go, I would love for you to tell us a little about Anna Shaw Children's Institute in Dalton. So Anna Shaw Children's Institute is dedicated to the memory of Anna Sue Shaw, and it's a regional leader for the care of children ages birth to 11 who experience the challenges of developmental delays. We have therapies for physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech and feeding therapy. We also have psychological services, including individual counseling, family counseling, and behavioral support services. Cognitive, psychological, and developmental evaluations are conducted at the Institute to ensure that we have an assessment of each child's individual skill set and then to identify the appropriate therapy services to maximize that child's development. We also even have a treatment navigator who's a dedicated Institute employee who supports families through the diagnostic and treatment process. That is wonderful that all this is available to families in our community. It is a great service and truly a wonderful place to work. Dr. Carnavali, before you go, can we go back and talk about developmental milestones? Can you give me some more information about that? Sure. Again, it's kind of what we expect children to achieve. But there's a couple of things. You have to remember that we're all different. We all achieve things at different times. We learn at different rates. We have strengths and weaknesses. Just as you get older, somebody may be good at reading and not as good at math. So those differences can start at a very young age. Sometimes children don't write as well. There can be a lot of differences in general with developmental milestones. But I think it's important that parents become aware of what is typical and what is not typical 
buckle, and that way they can approach it with their doctor, and the and the doctor can determine well this is a concern or not a concern. Um, the other thing is if parents are uncomfortable talking to their doctor or their doctor doesn't maybe um, see it as much of a concern, and parents do, um, they can always call the early intervention program. So there's something in in Georgia called Babies Can't Wait, which does assessment on children to see if they are behind and if they qualify for services. So that is something for children from babies from zero to three years of age. At three years of age, again, if a parent is concerned and and maybe uh, wants to go that step further, they can always call their local school department and ask for an evaluation. And that school department then can um, assess the child and find out, again, if they're behind with their gross motor skills or their fine motor skills or their language. Um, And if that's the case, then they can also provide, they can come up with a plan and provide therapies for those areas where children might be behind. So there's going to be variability. We're all different in, again, our strengths and weaknesses. I think the bigger thing is to to make sure that you're having it assessed because we all we all tend to do that. There's a difference in siblings and how, you know, when they do certain things and it may be perfectly normal. It also could be atypical. And, and, and at that point, it's, it's better to be on the safe side and have them assessed and reassured than to take that wait and see approach. Yeah, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you. For more information about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, call 706-226-8900 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash children. For an appointment at the Institute, please ask your child's pediatrician for a referral. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.